Funnels and follow-up, we are back. We are back, and today we are talking about communication. So we're communicating about communicating. Okay, you're going to make me think on that one, aren't you? Probably. Oh, don't do that to me. So communication is key, all right? You, as entrepreneurs, we don't work in a vacuum. We like to think we do. We like to try sometimes, but we don't work in a vacuum. So communication. More importantly, more importantly we shouldn't. Work we shouldn't vacuum. work in a vacuum. Sometimes we try too hard to work in, in a vacuum and just yeah. sit behind our desk. And that's part of communication. And, and the potential communication problem is sitting behind our desk and doing everything, you know, via mm, text and uh, and via email and not truly communicating. Uh, so we just read a, a, a pretty good article um, in Real Simple Magazine. It's It was mostly for um, if you work in an office setting, but a lot of the principles can apply if you are uh, an entrepreneur. Of they really do. And more importantly, it was an opposite page to the Bed Bath & Beyond 20% off coupon. Well, That's probably why you read the article, isn't it? No, it's actually, the coupon. actually, it's because um, your father, when he was here visiting, told us to read the article and left it open on the kitchen table for several days before I finally read the article. Well, we'll take the coupon anyway. We'll take the coupon anyway. So communication is key. We're, we're communicating the right way right, and listening go. the right way, communicating through the right medium. You know, the messaging is in the medium is key to avoiding misunderstandings. And I think that's the biggest problem in the world today is misunderstanding. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's funny. If we start off with um, just speaking, communicating with speaking as opposed to typing, texting, blah, blah, blah. The way you speak, the way you say your words, the inflections in your voice make a huge difference in how things come across. Um, we were watching a TV show the other day, and it's oh, um, American, American Housewife. Love yeah. that show. American Housewife. It's a comedy, you know, sitcom. But the son in the show is has a very sarcastic sounding voice, and everything he says sounds sarcastic or nasty. And the whole show was about him going, but I was being sincere. It didn't sound like it. And, you know, it was a whole thing about that. It was funny as anything, but it proves this point. I didn't even think about that till right now, where it just proves this point that you have to speak or you have to listen to how you're speaking. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Because I have a way of also just when I say something, it might come out sounding a little nasty. In my head, it wasn't. And in my heart, it wasn't. <laughs> but it can certainly... Work people, and and that yeah. So that's step one is um, is checking in on yourself to how you sound and how you're saying things. So if you pause and don't say um, please um. don't don't use um as a pause. Just pause. If I may. Yes. If you're in the habit of saying um and I kind of am, it's a tough habit to break, but try to listen, try to hear yourself saying it so you can catch yourself, or at least you'll know the next time not to go, um, um. So just 
pay attention to what you're saying. So when you start to speak and you hear yourself and it doesn't sound quite right, pause, regroup. People believe when you pause that you are going into your mind to come up with the most brilliant thing that you could possibly say. So pausing makes you sound brilliant. We well, we know what's going on in your head. No, no, no. <laughs> the other thing about speaking is to, it, when, when you're communicating, have bullet points. So believe it or not, we have bullet points for this show. We have bullet points when we get on the phone. We have bullet points when we have a meeting with somebody. We have a final action that we'd like them to take. If we don't have bullet points, you know what you hear a lot? Um, 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 go ahead. Continue your thought. Thank you. You're welcome. You want to have an end result. Whenever you have a conversation, you want to have an end result. So with bullet points, you make sure you have a clear path to an end result, whatever that end result is, whether you want to set an appointment, get a sale, uh, communicate uh, some sort of genius idea. We're talking verbal communication here. Verbal so. communications. Yeah. You want to have bullet points so that you make sure you hit everything. Yes. The next part is listening. Which what, I don't know. What, what is it that they say? Two ears, one mouth, use them proportionately. Yeah. Yes. Stop, pause, listen. And if you're not sure, or if you want to reiterate, and this is, a, I, I think this is an NLP technique, but I'm not sure, or it just might be, a, you know, just might be positive reinforcement. So Barry, what I think you said, or what I heard you say was that we have two ears and one mouth, therefore I should listen twice as much and speak only half the time. Was that correct? That was correct. Don't flip in, you know, verbatim. So you have two ears and one mouth listen proportionately because all that says is you heard what I said. You didn't listen to what I said because you didn't absorb it. You just vomited back exactly what I said to you. Put it in your own terms, especially since you may not have uh, what you heard and what they said might have been two different things. So now you have time to make a correction. Yeah. Get clarity. Get clarity. And that is a great way, especially if you weren't sure. So there's, it's two different techniques we're using here. One to one, you're repeating back to confirm and one you're repeating back to either correct or clarify. It's the same thing, but there's two different reasons you might be doing it. You might know exactly what the person said, but you wanted to put it into slightly different words just to make sure you're both on the same page. Right. Or what the person said might've been a little ambiguous. So you want to repeat it back slightly different to make sure 
you both heard you both know what you're talking about. Does that make sense? It's it's a it's a minor little difference, but it's huge. It's huge. And nodding. So for those of you who are watching this as video or saying yes, I understand. That's key to making sure that the person knows that you're paying attention and not falling asleep behind open eyes. Not to be confused with you're in a loud room and you can't hear what they're saying. So you nod and smile. Don't confuse it with that. Don't confuse it with that. So the next thing I think is like your mode of communication. Stop using this for every friggin' communication you do. Just stop it. For, for those on audio, it's Catherine's holding up her cell phone. Stop using the cell phone. Stop texting everything. Unless the person you're communicating with, that is their preferred method of communication. I'm sorry, but even if that's their preferred method of communication, there are times when you need to pick up the phone. And Absolutely. If and if the other person is calling, you need to pick up the phone. Great case in point. Recently, your father had a few health challenges. Your sister, who was there with your parents the whole time, does not like using her telephone for a telephone. She instead prefers to text everything. This was long complicated information that was easily mistyped or misspoken via text. It took several repeated calls to get the phone to be picked up so a conversation could happen about the health of my father-in-law. So not everything can be done in text. That's, um, that's an extreme Example. And you could also get a lot more accomplished with a quick conversation. Absolutely. In, in less time. I, I mean, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I personally would prefer never to text. It's also a cop out a lot of times. It is. I, I don't really want to talk to them. So let me break up with her via text. I mean, let me make the Sorry. That was so horrible. Because <laughs> right now there are a lot of people out there, both men and women, going, that happened to me. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So if that happened to you, if you were on the receiving end of getting broken up via text, consider yourself lucky. Because that's not a relationship you wanted to continue. There, I said it. Well, let's just go off on an entire <laughs> tangent. <laughs> texting is great for a very quick, I'm on my way. Did you get my email? We need to talk. When's no, 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 no. no, no, we need to talk. We need, when's a good time to call? There you go. Um, don't forget to bring the ice to the party. We need milk. Did you leave the store yet? That's what texting is for. That is the whole purpose of texting. I'm in the coffee shop waiting for you. I'm in the back at the back table. Right. I'm here. Very quick, simple requests. Not the 20-page diatribe that, that uh, I have read 
in text messages from various people. Texting is informal and can very easily be open to misinterpretation. Remember, we're talking clarity here. Everything that you do needs to be clear. Your messaging needs to be clear. Your marketing materials need to be clear. You, the, your social media posts need to be clear. Your call to action needs to be clear. The steps need to be clear. Clarity avoids a lot of problems, a lot of miscommunication, and gets you what you want faster. So if there is going to be some discrepancy in clarity when you text, don't text. Which brings us to email. Okay. Email absolutely has its place. I like it. Clarity that's if you're new listening to the conversation and that, picking up the your turn talk email. This is your turn to speak, Barry. Email. Okay. So with, with verbal communication, we were talking about having bullet points. So you keep the conversation going so there are no ums in there. Email. Obviously, you don't have bullet points. You can explain things out. Be careful when you're doing that because you, because you don't have any vocal intonations. You don't have any body language. You just have the words on the paper. Be careful what you write. Make sure it's crystal clear. Um, some people are into the use of emojis. I am not, but that's different generations, I think. We'll use emojis. Different different types of businesses will use them and will not use them. That's That's... I mean, personally... An eggplant is what we grow in the garden and we make Parmesan out of in the kitchen is all I'm going to say about emojis. Thank you for that. And I go off on tangents. Nice. Um, okay. I said, um, you see that? You don't, you don't need bullet points. You need to explain it out. And unless a lot of detail is required, I wouldn't suggest putting in a lot of detail. Get to the point. Um, if you, if you, I did um again. I apologize. Wait, that's my silent contemplation. If you get to the point, crystal clear, clear on what you're writing. You don't need a lot of fluff in the email because people don't have a lot of time to read the emails. Emails are good for details more so than a text. Oh, absolutely. But certainly not a conversation. Correct. Uh, and here, here's a great thing. Perfect example. You don't want to conversate. How many times have you tried to schedule an appointment with somebody via email? What a pain in the neck that is. Does this time work for you? No, these times don't work for me, but they work. These times work for me. Oh, those times don't work. Email is not the correct medium for scheduling appointments. Right. Either have a scheduler. I mean, this is a totally different topic, but either have a scheduler, scheduler, a scheduling program and say, this is the link to our scheduling program. So for example, if you want to talk to Barry and I go to cohencoaching.com slash schedule and just schedule a time with us. It'll come up on our 
uh, it'll come up on our calendar and we will know that we have a time that we're going to talk to you rather than going back and forth. Or in that instance, pick up the phone, both people, like I did this morning with a client, picked up the phone, both of us had our calendar open in front of us and we scheduled an appointment. So, use the right medium for the right form of communication. It's as simple as that. Emails, absolutely. I use emails all the time. Uh, we both we both use email all the time because some there are some forms of communication. Sometimes you don't need to speak to somebody right away. You just need to get a message out there. Uh, if I give you an example, I had a support question on a software program that, re, that I'm using. I didn't need to get on the phone and call them because it wasn't an urgent matter. Just let me send an email, specify what the problem was, and send it off to them. And two days later, I got a response. In fairness, there were holidays in the middle. So I gave them that. But typically, people respond to emails the same day. So don't feel that everything you're doing is an emergency either. Here's something that irks the heck out of me with an email. When I send you an email from my office on the other side of the wall? Well, that too. When I get an autoresponder that says, I answer my emails between the hours of 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. and 4 p.m., I will get to your email as during that time. If this is an emergency, pick up the phone and call me. Okay. Something along the lines of, I don't always answer emails right away. If this is an emergency or requires my immediate attention, please pick up the phone and call me. Do not tell people when you read their emails. Just don't do it. If you've got that autoresponder, change it. Change it to say, I will get to your email as quickly as possible. However, if this is something that requires my immediate attention, please call me on 602-399-7430. That's our phone number. Why don't you want to tell people when you read your emails? Because they will believe one of two things. You don't care enough about them specifically because we all think that our emails are being read immediately. So they think I'm not important enough or something that was not an emergency. Like for example, what Barry was just saying about sent something off to, uh, to customer support was not an emergency. But if somebody tells you that they're not looking at your email until between this time or this time, you're going to make it an emergency. And now suddenly somebody is going to call you that didn't need to call you because, well, it's going to be another two hours or three hours or 45 minutes before they're looking at their email again. I need an answer right away. Even if you didn't need an answer right away, suddenly you're in panic mode. So please stop doing that with your email. I would go so far as to say, if you have an autoresponder like that, just get rid of the autoresponder. People don't need to know that, you know, you don't see your email all the time. People know you're not sitting in front of your computer. That, 
if if it's an emergency, most people are smart enough to pick up the phone and call. Which let me make um, <clears throat> if it's an emergency, pick up the phone and call. Don't text. Don't email. Pick up the phone and call. Each time, every time, all the time. Absolutely. Need something right away. Pick up the damn phone and call. Continue. Well, now that you scared me, I don't know what I want to say anymore. <laughs> it's not fun to get scolded. <laughs> Email communications like texts are a one-way communication. So I'm communicating to you and then you've got to read it, absorb it, and communicate back. As Barry said, um, there I go, I said it. <laughs> Trying to get intonations, expressions, certainly things like a joke or sarcasm or whatever doesn't bode well for emails. Something you might wanna do if you don't want to pick up the phone, you don't need to pick up the phone and communicate, something that you may wanna do is record a video and then send it off because you could, you know, flail the arms and be loud and crazy. And, and, um, you're getting your message across clearer. Your facial expressions are there. You can come into the camera and pull back from the camera and do whatever to make the message clearer. So think about sending a video message. That is an awesome idea. This is why I keep you around. You're just smart. And full of awesome ideas. Yes. Yeah, I'll keep you. So the last two ways to communicate are face-to-face -face via Zoom and face-to-face -face via having a meeting. So there, when do you like to sit down and meet with someone face-to-face -face having a meeting? You know, honestly, I still prefer because our schedule is so tight all the time. I prefer to do face to face meetings via Zoom. It's just be only because you're not wasting time and I don't like to waste time. Uh, if I have to do face to face in person, I will. I my preference, though, is, hey, you're busy. I'm busy here's our zoom link. Let's just get on there and talk. You still can get the, the body language and the intonations. You still get all of that. Um, but you don't have to be grabbing a cup of coffee or a sandwich or whatever in, you know, in a restaurant someplace or a coffee shop. That's just me. I like to do face-to-face -face meetings when I'm getting to know someone, when they may become a joint venture partner when there needs to be a little bit deeper of a level of intimacy, shaking hands, looking somebody directly in the eye, which can do with Zoom, not having any distractions whatsoever. Breaking bread, if you will, over a cup of coffee. I just, for me personally, it makes the relationship deeper. I don't always do face-to-face -face meetings. As you said, traffic, wherever you are, is likely not great. It takes time and energy to get ready, get in the car, go someplace, meet up with them. What happens if they forget, if they don't show up? Now you're pissed off. 
So I really need to feel that the connection will get deeper, feel like the connection is important enough to have that face-to-face -face meeting. Not to say that Zoom meetings aren't important to me, but the face-to-face -face just makes it a deeper level. What I like to do is if I'm going to an event, uh, to a networking meeting, whatever, something like that, I will schedule for before or after. So it's. You're already out. Yeah. You're already out. You're already there. So you're not. Um, the travel time is already accounted for. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. That, that makes perfect sense. What about Zoom? What's your opinion of Zoom? My opinion of Zoom? Yes. I just said I use Zoom all the time. I love Zoom. Zoom is probably the ultimate tool for our particular business and a lot of businesses out there. As coaches, we don't have to be in person with somebody, with our clients. We get to work with them face-to-face -face still, but it's on the screen. We could have clients anywhere in the world. Right. Even, local, even local clients, local to us here in Phoenix, we still do our meetings via Zoom. It, it's just, it's a tool that saves time. It saves money. Uh, it's just, I like it. Having the face-to-face -face conversation rather than the phone conversation, I like a lot. Yes. So when given a choice, again, if it's something that we've, that I've already discussed with someone or following up or making a sales call, whatever, obviously you're going to pick up the phone and make the call and leave the voicemail and then follow up with an email, leave voicemail, follow up with email, leave voicemail, follow up with email, everybody all together, leave, leave voicemail, voicemail, follow up with email. email. Okay. Leave voicemail, follow up with email. Got it. Got it. And when I want to have a conversation, I want to get to know someone, even with some of my sales calls, a lot of our sales calls, I want to be face-to-face -face with you via Zoom. And if you don't have Zoom, I think Skype still works. Does Skype still work? Uh, I'm going to guess it does. There's Facebook uh, Messenger also that you could use. Facebook Messenger, yeah. Zoom, uh, Skype, there are so FaceTime. There are so many different methods to having a conversation with someone where you can see them. You really should use it. You can tell a lot by facial expressions. You can see if someone's bored. You, you, you can, can tell see, a lot. You, you can see if somebody wants to break in if you're talking too much, if they're trying to break in to say something. Assuming I'm looking at you, Barry. Otherwise, I just ignore you. I, You probably have the screen just minimized. You can't even see me because, you know, I'm making faces at you all the time. No, I can see you. You can get so much more information by having that face-to-face -face conversation by looking at the person and having them look at you, a lot more business can get done in a lot less time. A better connection can be made. 
with someone, having having these new tools, you know, and they're not and they're not that new, but having these tools that allow you to see someone else, it's huge. And it should be used. It should be used probably more often than it is. Oh, absolutely. Take advantage of technology. Absolutely. I'm going to take, I'm I'm going to, um, I'm going to show my age a lot. Not that I don't, but uh, when we were kids, that Disney World trip that we used to take in February, not that Barry and I used to take it together. We didn't meet until we were much older. But, you know, when you were in New York, you went down to Disney for the February break from school. And I don't know if you remember this, but in Futureland, there were two booths where you could make a phone call for a quarter, which was a lot because phone calls were only 10 cents. And you could call the person in the other booth and see them on the screen. Did you oh, ever know that? I don't remember that at all, no. Yep, that was in Futureland. You know what I do remember? What? It's a small world. Oh, yeah, now the song's in everyone's head. You're welcome, audience. That was back in the early 70s. So they're all already talking about this technology in Futureland and Disney World. Well, Dick Tracy had it on his watch. Dick Tracy had it before that on his watch. And then there was a, a, a network marketing phone company that came out. I'm going to say it was about 20 years ago, maybe 17 years ago. Um, that the big deal was that you bought their $300 phone and then the person on the other side of the line had to buy their $300 phone so that you could pick up the phone and video calls. calls. And then sadly for them, within a few months time, Skype came out, Skype came out, all these different video applications came out. Bottom line is video calling is changing the way we're doing business. Now we, you we do we do have the Jetsons technology today. We have the Jetsons technology. You might as well use it. Yes. Not every call is going to be a scheduled call where you can, you know, both dial into the Zoom number or dial into the Skype number or whatever. Not every single call is going to be that way, but it's it's prevalent enough where you can hey, let's talk, here's my Zoom link, let's get on Zoom and let's have a conversation. Whether it's a 15-minute conversation, an hour conversation, having that conversation face-to-face, I think, is the ultimate in communication clarity. And and I'll tell you, if you want instant video, you have Facebook Messenger, it has a video call button on there. Done. You don't have to schedule anything. Yeah. So when you're picking up Facebook Messenger, please be sure you're dressed. Yes, please. And for those that are concerned, well, I don't want to hold my phone like this the whole time. You know how many companies are giving away things like this nowadays? A little oh phone gosh. holder. Look at this. Look at Boom. Phone sits right in there, either direction. Yeah. And you put it on your desk so you don't have to hold it. Free. Free. And if you need something to give away, if you want a little gimme, there it is. You put your name here. Let me show mine. I actually use mine, believe it or not, as a picture frame. See, this is how, oops, 
Well, it's not. So I use mine as the picture frame. That's me and my dad when I was a little girl. But here you go. There's your promotional stuff right there. So it yeah, it, there are many things you can do. The point is there's many things you could do to have a video conversation. You don't have to use the telephone voice only. It's fine if you do, but honestly, as a business owner today, your preferred method should be video calling. If that, let me back. If you're, if you have a retail location and somebody's just calling to ask you out, you don't need to do a video call. Nope. But if you are in the person to person business, something where you speak to clients or you speak to your prospects, uh, to, to close the deal, to make the sale, use use the tools, use video technology to make it happen. Absolutely. And you know what? If you are in a store, I invite you to have the ability to either video an answer to somebody, which you could use Zoom for, okay? So you could do something like this. If you have a store, you could say, hey, Barry, thank you so much for your email asking about, or thank you so much for your call asking about, a, B, and C. Here's what I've got in the store. I've got this product, and you can hold up. Uh, I on video, I'm holding up. What you're, what you're saying is, let me let me shorten this up. What you're saying is, use Zoom to record a video. Don't use Zoom as a as a method to communicate. You could use Zoom free to record a video of yourself, and you could email it off to somebody. Absolutely, and you can show people different choices. If you have a store, different choices that they that they may have. You can take your phone around and show people around the store, whatever it is. So it's great for even brick and mortar places. If clarity. It's, all about, it's all about clarity. It's all about clarity. If somebody has questions, invite them to uh, to to um, get on Facebook Messenger with you so you can see your client's face. So you make that connection. Communication is about connection and clarity. Mm -hmm. To communicate effectively, you have to communicate clearly. Know what it is that you want to say. Know what it is that you want the end result to be. And know how to get there. That's why I'm talking about bullet points. Know how to get there. Right. And very simply use the right medium for the right message. That's really the best. Texting is is a short, simple to consume message. Email is more detail. Voice would or voice and video, I should say, because we combine those two. Voice and video would be when you really need to have a deeper conversation, when it needs to be a two way conversation that you're having. That's and, and when you really need to make that connection, show up in person. Yes. Go there in person, show up in person, make make the connection. But the clarity comes by knowing what you want the end result to be. Always, always. And the connection comes from, as Barry said, using the right medium. And what does what does that do? It keeps your funnel full. See how we bring it right back into the funnels? Oh, funnels and follow-up, right. Right, right. And different and your communication is for follow up as well. So you get them in with the right communication, you move them in along that journey of yours with the right communication. So I think that's all we got to say today. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, communication is key. Communication is key. It is key to your business to make the connection 
you must be clear in your communication. There you go. So that's this episode of Funnels and Follow-Up. Find us on YouTube, Facebook. But YouTube, we're Cohen Coaching. Facebook, we're Funnels and Follow-Up. iTunes and every other podcast, audio, medium, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. Find us at Funnels and Follow-Up. Please like us and leave comments for us. We love comments. We do. That. And we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.